Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, let the beat drop. What is up? What is happening, people? Welcome in to Studio 34 here in Midtown Manhattan. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. How you doing? How you doing, ladies? Nice to see you. I am the closer, Chris Ventro. Welcome, and this is the Fantasy Football Frenzy, of course. Coming to the Shark Tank, we have the Sharks. Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, what is up, my dude? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Happy Tuesday to you. And we got the, we're going to cover some Seattle today, so I'm looking forward to it. The Hawks. Not a lot of fantasy guys here, though. Not a lot. Uh, George Kurtz, my man, how you doing, brother? Okay, George. George? George? You there? Are you out there, George? <laughs> My brother, George. Th- there he is. Oh, there he is. Hi, George. Hey, look at that. Technology is great when it works. Uh, doing well. Looking forward to the show. Talk a little Seattle. Talk a little Seahawks, baby. Let's go. The weather is nice here in New York. Uh, but let's start with news and notes. Because, you know, the Cowboy saga continues. The America's team... Your team, George Kurtz. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott holding out. He's in Mexico training. Nobody really knows why. Uh, and they sign Alfred Morris, the prototypical generic 1980s running back. Alfred Morris is signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Is this like, George, is this like a strike against uh, Zeke? Like, we don't care that you're holding out. No, no, it's a, it's a training camp body. They need, uh, they need a running back in there. Morris does know the system. He played for the Cowboys. Know how knows how Jason Garrett likes to run things. I don't see how Ezekiel Elliott's going. Oh my God! They signed Morris. I better sign. No, I don't see. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott cares about this. And if Jerry Jones actually does, and he thinks this is a big thing, well, you know, then we got then the Cowboys have bigger problems than they uh, they can imagine here. But uh, I, as fantasy owner, I haven't changed anything with Elliott. He drops from one to four. I think the next important date is August seventh. You know, if he doesn't report by then, then we have something. Then he's pushed his chips to the middle. Then he's willing to say, hey, I might hold out into the season here. You know, because I am I lost my year of, uh, of accruing too much free agency anyway. So I'm willing to hold out here. That's the next big date here. You just hope Jerry Jones is not playing chicken here. You know, see what happens first. Is he going to hold out? Am I going to pay him? That sort of thing. Yeah. I still believe they'll, they'll come to a happy medium eventually. Eventually, right? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I mean, I don't really hope so, I guess. I'm a Giants fan. I, I don't want to see Zeke. It's you know a fantasy saying? show. You hope so. <laughs> yeah, I guess for, for all the fantasy freaks out there, you know, you want Zeke. If, especially if you got, like, the fourth pick and Zeke doesn't show up, then you only got three running backs left. Those, top, those big f- four are now the big three again, uh, which it was last year, kind of. Uh, but Alfred Morris, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, that's a week from today. August, well, August 7th, a week from tomorrow. But or, I think August 6th, the date, he has to... Uh, Show up, right? 
it's uh, it's that week. You know, yeah. he's not there. He's not there by the seventh. You no, know, I guess midnight. You know, then then we have issues here. But uh, best guesses. Yeah, he, I, I don't think Elliott has a lot of leverage here. The Cowboys can control for three more years. Yeah, well, actually, it's four four more years when you count this year. Two years on the contract and two franchise tags they could use on. Assuming nothing changes in the CBA, which is all this could throw this all out of whack anyway. If they mm-hmm. do get this new CBA done, Lord knows what they might do to the fifth year option anyway. But the Cowboys theoretically can hold them for four more years before he can go anywhere. And, you know, with all his off-field troubles, that's why I just find it interesting that he chose now to pull this. Not that he's wrong. Running backs are definitely underpaid. Yeah. Their career isn't long. They take a beating in the NFL. Their lives generally aren't the same, after physically anyway. Mm-hmm. So I understand where he's going here. I just think he picked the wrong time to do this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I could understand next year when there's one year left. Two full years left, uh, you know, I, I, I get he wants to get paid. I, I see what he's saying. But, like, come on, you know, come to an agreement here. You, this Cowboys team is poised. I don't think he wants to miss this. And then it's funny because Jerry Jones said uh, recently, I think it was yesterday or the day before, he's like, you know, football is business. And, um, you know, I don't need a rushing champion. You don't need a rushing champion to win the Super Bowl. But the funny thing is, I think only four rushing champions – like, you know, rushing leaders of the season have won Super Bowls four, it happened four times in history. And I think Guess the Cowboys three times. Emmitt Smith. So the Cowboys actually never won a Super Bowl without a rushing champion, Emmitt Smith. Uh, and that, that was pretty funny, I thought, that he said that. But hey, that's Jerry Jones for you, you know. Uh, Jim, you got anything to add on this front? Yeah, not really. I, I'm with George. I expect him back, but who knows? At this point, he's got to drop a little bit. If he's not there by the seventh, he's got to drop further. You know, it's just it's a guessing game with these guys, and we're just not in their head enough to know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, other news, obviously, you know, there's uh, some injuries going around, but this nothing serious. You know, Derrick Henry dealing with a straf- can- uh, strained calf, nothing too serious. Uh, Tyreek Hill got a scare we saw earlier, uh, but it's just a bruised quad. He should be fine. So nothing really going on over there. Uh, and in the Saints, there is optimism in the Saints and hold out wide receiver Michael Thomas will reach a deal sooner rather than later. I think that's the first deal, you know, the first thing that's going to go down. Michael Thomas will be back first, I think. They need Michael Thomas. They definitely need Michael Thomas because they don't have the weapons uh, in the passing game. But we're going to talk Seattle Seahawks today. We spoke about the Rams yesterday. We're doing NFL team previews, a team a day. We break it down all the way through. And there's not a ton on the Seattle front, uh, but we could go into the changes real quick. No coaching changes. Last year, they made coaching changes, big coaching changes, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. But this year, nothing really uh, besides minor changes. And, you know, they lost Frank Clark on the defense. Defensive end, Frank Clark gone. That's big. That's big for them. Uh, We spoke about this earlier. Jerron Reed, nose tackle, six-game suspension, very good player. Missing him for six games. This defense is a little hurt there. Obviously, Baldwin retired. Mike Davis is gone. Uh, you know, is there anything I'm missing here, Jim? Uh, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, I mean, that was the big hit. A lot of defense, took. yeah. A lot of defensive hits on the line. And I don't know. This defense used to be, you know, the, the Legion of Doom or the Legion of Boom or whatever, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they, they were dominant. Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Like, they lost all these guys, and now it just doesn't look the same. 
Uh, so heading into the season, and last year they were middle of the road anyway. Uh, so I think that great defensive era for the Seahawks is coming to a close. But we'll get back into it. About to head to break. We'll talk about the, the key losses, key additions. We'll talk about the defensive, offensive line, and then we'll get into the fantasy impact. We'll be right back. Fantasy football frenzy on a Tuesday. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Rain dance! Make it rain. Those of you that say, ah, it's not a real sport, not yet. Well, the money's real. Money's and real. the attention is real. The ratings are real. And yeah, 16 year old comes out of nowhere and wins $3 million as a Fortnite World Cup champion. And I don't think it's ever going anywhere, Dan. I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, man. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Yeah, fancy football frenzy on a Tuesday. I like it. Good job, good job. My dudes down in the pit. Shout out. Chris, 
Ryan, Isabella, doing their thing. Appreciate it. All right, back fantasy football frenzy. Talking Seattle Seahawks. Last year, the Seahawks went 10-6. and six. I mean, if you look at this guy, Russell Wilson, though, it's crazy. He, first of all, every single, he's played every single game of his career. He hasn't missed a game. He's played 16 every single game of his career, every single year of his career. And he's also had a winning record every single season of his career. Just a little thing to think about. He's, he's the real deal, Russell Wilson. But we'll get into Russell Wilson. Uh, and first, we were talking about the, the defense. They did add Ezekiel Ansah to, to help bolster that line. A defensive line, they drafted LJ Collier, defensive end. They drafted DK Metcalf because obviously Baldwin retired. So, you know, they needed to fill a void there at wide receiver. Um, we'll get into Metcalf, who's, you know, got freakish metrics. But uh, also Gary Jennings at wide receiver. They drafted a lot of defensive players as well. Um, you know, a safety in the early rounds as well. So that's their defense. No one's drafting their defense in fantasy, really. Their O-line coming into the season, Pro Football Focus has it ranked 23rd out of 32 teams. The O-line hasn't been great. Last year, they were decent against, you know, running the ball. But pass blocking, they were one of the worst. You know, Russell Wilson's usually got to run for his life. Good thing he's one of the best. And, uh, you know, the defense might be middle of the road. So that's uh, basically the key additions. These are the changes we're seeing in Seattle. Not too much really here to speak of. Is there anything that stands out to you guys, George? I mean, no. No, <laughs> I think this is a team. Uh, I don't understand Seattle. You have a great quarterback in Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. We've seen what he can do. You know, I go back to the Cowboy game last year, the playoff game. They kept running into a brick wall over and over again, right? And that game looked like it was, you know, Cowboys dominated. It was all over. And then second half, they let Russell Wilson do his thing. All of a sudden, the Seahawks are moving the ball up and down the field, and they look like the Seahawks. I don't. I understand. You know, you don't want Russell Wilson running around for his life. You mentioned the pass blocking's poor. You don't want to get him killed, but he's your, your player. He's your playmaker. Why aren't you building around him? Yeah. DK Metcalf. He fell to them because you know everybody passed on him what twice, and you know, he was falling in the draft like an anchor. You know they didn't. They didn't target him. They he fell to them, so they took him because they thought the value was there. They didn't upgrade tight end. I like Tyler Lockett, but he's not an NFL anywhere near an NFL wide receiver one. I just don't understand why aren't you building around Russell Wilson, your superstar. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. The, I feel like they haven't addressed the O-line in a, in a, in a while. Uh, Jim, how do you feel? Like, I feel like they just haven't gotten, they haven't upgraded this O-line in two or three years. Well, they did get Mike Ayupati. They did draft uh, you know, Phil Hayes in the fourth round. This year. Haynes, Haynes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing great. I'm with George. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they're not trying to build it up and, and build a team around Russell. It doesn't seem like they're doing that. But, you know, meanwhile, his team c- just continues to score. The amazing thing to me is they were 18th in total offense last year. They were 32nd in pass attempts. And they ended up 6th in offensive touchdowns with 50. <laughs> you just can't write that stuff. It, it just You can't make it up. Big plays, and they ran the ball a ton, right? Yep. And that's there was, pretty much They were second same. in the league in rush attempts. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably the same thing they're going to do this year. I mean, I get it. That's what Pete Carroll likes to do. Uh, you know, he wants to pound the rock, hold possession, play defense. That's why 
you know, in the draft this year, I mean, he drafted a lot of defensive players. Collier in the first round. Marcus Blair in the second round, the safety from Utah. Cody Barton in the third. So, you know, he wants to build that defense back up again. Uh, I get it. But, you know, you got to address the offensive line a little bit and give him, I get DK Metcalf, give him a little more weapons, but tight end is a, is a black hole right now. I mean, like, there's just not enough around him to bring this team to where they want to go. Uh, in fantasy terms, though, Russell Wilson's still top 10 quarterback, obviously. But let's talk about fantasy. And let's start with the running backs, because this is where, uh, you know, I feel like you get a lot of fantasy impact because of the volume, right? They run the ball a ton. That's the type of team they are. And Chris, Chris Carson last year finished the season as RB18. So he's an RB2. Uh, had a very nice season. So shout out to Chris Carson, which I did, who I didn't believe in last year. I'll admit that. RB, this year he comes into the season, according to NFFC, ADP, RB28. So he falls back down to RB3 territory, which is fine. I think that's an amazing flex. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on Chris Carson this year just because of where he's going. I think there's value there. He's still going to touch the rock a ton. And I do like Penny as well. And we'll get into Penny also because he's the pass-catching type guy. He's the guy who's prolific at pass-catching. He's a big dude too. Uh, you know, they drafted him in the first round last year for a reason. And, you know, hopefully this is his breakout season for them. But you got these two backs, and honestly, I like both of them as flex options in 2019. What do you think, Jim? Well, I think Carson's going to be a little bit more than a flex option in this yeah. offense that runs the ball so well. Um, you know, even dealing with some injuries last year, he had almost 250 carries. I, I think we see that again easily. And because of that, I'm looking at 1,200 yards. Nine, ten touchdowns. I think he easily becomes a, a running back two again, no matter where he's being drafted. I like Penny too. I, I definitely think we're going to see more out of Penny this year than we did last year. Um, you know, ended up as a sixty-eighth ranked, you know, running back when all was said and done. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it just he didn't get enough attempts. Only eighty-five rushing attempts. He definitely needs to see more of that, but he does meet, need to see more on the passing game as well. So I think they definitely start to get him involved, but. Until Chris Carson breaks down and misses a big amount of time, I don't think Penny's going to take that job from him right away. No, I don't think he'll take the starting job, right? The early down job. But I think that Penny will be involved a lot in third down situations, obviously passing down situations. I think he'll get his fair share of mix. I, I think he's worthy of a flex play. George, what do you think of these running backs heading into 2019? Yeah, I don't think I have really much more to add than what you guys said. I, I agree with both of you. I'd rather have Carson, but I think Penny is going to get some play this year. I, the only, I, my only worry is this. They drafted Penny in the first round uh, in 18. I thought they should have taken the, uh, the offensive line. I ended up going to the Giants. I uh, can't remember his name. Went in the second round. Will the Hernandez? I thought, yeah, I thought they should have taken Hernandez. I would have liked him to go to Seattle. Once again, build up the offensive line. I kind of liked Hernandez's uh, nastiness. Mm. You know, I love that, Hernandez. Yeah, I'm he's glad awesome. we got him. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and I thought that's what Seattle should have done. You know, I think uh, I think sometimes teams have to realize you need to draft. I don't need you draft an offensive lineman first down. It's not sexy. You can't you can't sell that, right? It's not. Oh, you got a wide receiver, you got a quarterback, you got a running back. You can sell that. You got a pass rusher. Selling an offensive lineman is tough, but that's how you build a football team. Exactly. And I loved Hernandez's nastiness. And I thought that's what Seattle needed someone who wanted to kick ass on that offensive line. You know, take names. You know, kick ass and all that sort of attitude. And they didn't go that direction. They went with another running back, which I think are easier to find, especially later in the draft. So I thought they made a mistake there. But that being said, they took them number one, uh, their first-round pick.
And when teams t- tend to do that, they tend to want to let, oh, look what we got here. They eventually want this guy to play. And I wonder if eventually they force him in there, even though Carson is the better player. That sort of thing. It's, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Right. But I agree with what you guys said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. They draft Rashad Penny, and, uh, you know, you didn't need him really at all. Chris Carson and Mike Davis were just fine. Mike Davis being the passing down, more of the passing down guy last year for the Seahawks. They didn't need Penny. You're right. Like, offensive line. I know it's not the sexy pick, but listen, in the NFL, if you're a coach or you're a GM, you want your team to go to the Super Bowl. That's your ultimate goal, to be a winning franchise. So you win in the trenches a lot of times. Offensive line, defensive line. When the Giants won their two Super Bowls, they had an absolutely fantastic O-line both times and a, and a great D-line both times. They had three great defensive ends on both those teams. So you build from the lines, and you know obviously you want a good quarterback, and you know that's important, but like... You build from those trenches if you're rebuilding, you know, your defense. You're rebuilding, you know, you want to protect your quarterback. Offensive line's where it's at. All right, so we're heading to break. When we come back, we'll get into these wide receivers. And obviously, Russell Wilson, you know, there's not much to say. The guy's just a great quarterback. Um, But, yeah, that's Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be right back. Seattle Seahawks on a Tuesday for Jim Day. George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Come right back, baby. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. 
Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out the tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com. Promo code ACTION, DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. There you go. Well done, Jim Day. Jim Day, you all right? I'm fine, buddy. I'm fine. Okay. Because, you know, I know you, you have maybe a little tooth thing going on. Just want to make sure you're all good. I'll live. Yeah. That's my dude. Offensive lineman, FSU. Don't forget that. All right. Fantasy Football Frenzy, we are back. Seattle Seahawks, we talked about... Rashad Penny, Chris Carson, the running backs there. Uh, you know, I think, like we said, we, Carson's an RB2 in our minds. You're getting him for cheaper than that right now, according to uh, NFC FC ADP. And uh, Rashad Penny's going slightly behind him. And I think that's a pretty decent flex play as well. So you could go for both these running backs here because it's a run-heavy team. So let's move to the wide receivers. Because this gets a little more interesting when you're talking about less throwing, but like, you know, they made a lot of big plays through the air last year. Russell Wilson made big plays. He's a, he's a playmaker, like George said. So, the obvious wide receiver one on this team now, that Baldwin's gone. And shout out to Doug Baldwin, because he did a lot of good things in fantasy over the years. Tyler Lockett, who ended as wide receiver number 18 last year. He comes into this year as wide receiver 24, according to NFC ADP. Uh, so, you know, that's... On the cusp of wide receiver two, wide receiver three area. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I'm going to be honest. I, I, don't, I know he kind of broke out and did very well last year on very few targets. He, he's obviously going to get more targets this year. I just think the touchdowns were a little fluky. I feel like that will regress. 
Uh, I don't think the receptions will ever be high for this type of guy, this type of receiver. Maybe the yardage will. Uh, you know, the yardage I could see. But I, I, I can't see this guy ever being more than a, a wide receiver two at best. George, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I, I, I have my doubts about him as well. I'm not going to move up to wide receiver one status. Plus, we know they're not, they don't want to throw the ball. Not often, anyway. They want to run the ball, be a run control the clock team, sort of win the game in the fourth quarter, which is strange for a team that's not the Legion of Boom off, uh, defense anymore. I just find this a strange way to go about things. I have Lockett at, uh, right at 24, so I have him as a wide receiver, too. But he's in that same class with me, G- DJ Moore, Mike Williams, uh, Chris Godwin. I've moved A.J. Green down that far as well, depending on when he comes back. Uh, Tyler Boyd's in there as well. So a lot of guys that I like, but I think I'd end up going, you know, I'd rather have a Godwin probably than all of them. I have a top of that class. I just don't trust Lockett, and it's not really all him. Like I said, it's more the offensive philosophy more than anything else. It's why I'm going to have a hard, hard time trusting Russell Wilson also. Mm-hmm. I had Russell Wilson, I think, top three or top four last season. This year, I barely had him as a quarterback one. Really? Wow, interesting. I want to get into that because I'd love to know why. I mean, uh, I understand because obviously the attempts. But, you know, he also runs, even though he ran for the least amount of yards uh, pretty much in a long time uh, throughout his career last year. So, you know, maybe he's becoming more of just, uh, I don't know, pocket passer. I doubt it, though. Uh, So, Jim, Tyler Lockett. Funny thing is, last two years, last year he had 70 targets, 57 catches, 965 yards, almost broke 1,000, and 10 TDs. The year before, had 71 targets, so only one more target than he did last year, had 45 catches, 555 yards, and only two TDs. Which locket are we going to see this year, Jim? Actually, I don't think we're going to see either locket this year. I think we're going to see a, a brand new locket this year when they use him a lot more in, in the uh, slot, and I think that's going to be good for him. I think that's going to increase his receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, his you know, yards per reception will probably come down, no doubt about that. Because the A dot will be close uh, to the line of scrimmage for a lot of those passes. Right. But, you know, look, it, it's obvious that Wilson trusts Lockett. And I expect Lockett to still make some big plays even out of the slot. He's great with the ball in his hands. He he can maneuver the defenders to do what he wants and go around him. So, you know, I think Lockett is still a good choice. But, uh, you know, like George said, there's a lot of guys around him that I like a lot that going to make it hard on draft day. For me, I love taking a piece either of uh, uh, of any of the other three wide receivers much later. You know, David Moore can be had, you know, towards the end of a draft. Jerron Brown can be had at the very end of a draft. Even DK Metcalf is going pretty late. So, you know, I would take Moore and, and Brown over Metcalf, but Metcalf is definitely going to jump in there. Ed Dexter in the chat room is telling us to watch out for Osua. Yeah, <laughs> Osua might end up being the tight end of choice if none of the other guys get healthy. Osua, see, I'm looking at Ursua. the I'm looking at the depth chart for the Seahawks, and I see I'm looking at the four tight ends. I don't see no, I don't see this guy you speak of, Jacob Hollister, Will Disley, Nick. Yeah, Burnett, that's because he's Dixon. a wide receiver. Yeah, he's, he's on the a, wide receiver. List. Okay. he's a talented guy who can do a lot of different things, but I don't think he's going to do enough to work out as a wide receiver, at least for our fantasy to start this year. right. The volume, uh, you know, he, he was a guy they took a chance on late to see what the heck. Probably do a lot of special teams work. Yes, you know, and right now the only way I see he gets any chance to get any kind of fantasy relevance this year is if Disley comes back hurt and Hollister isn't the tight end they want him to be, 
and maybe they gave Azura a chance. That's the only way I see it. As like a pass-catching tight end option. Yeah. Right, right. I get it. I mean, if we look at DK Metcalf right now, he according to NFFC's ADP, he's wide receiver 47 going like that right now. So, you know, he you're getting him as a bench wide receiver, of course, because this is really interesting, I think, this guy, because he's got crazy metrics, size, speed. Uh, you know, he, he, he's got no fat. He's all muscle, this guy, right? But I just don't. Like all the in the intangibles, all the the little things like route running, hands. Well, hands is a big thing, uh, and, and things like that. I feel like he's not that good in. So he's not, got nothing wrong with his hands. I'm not. I mean, sure he, where he's coming he he up get, with that. He he jumps <laughs> up and he gets a contested catches. I get it, but I feel like to be that bulky, to be that big at wide receiver, sometimes it could get in the way. I feel like he's not flexible. He doesn't move his hips well. Uh, the quickness isn't there. He's a straight line runner, kind of. I mean, tell me, what do you think, Jim? Then Am I, am I wrong here on DK Metcalf? Because I'm not buying into this. And I usually like freaks. I love freaks. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I had the same preconception. But then, you know, when you get your quarterback talking about how smart he is, how quickly he's learning the offense, you get your head coach saying, well, he's, he's running all the routes. He's not running just the you know, the nine route or, or anything like that. Right. You know, who they're the ones seeing him every day. They're the ones working out with him in, in the rooms, in the meeting rooms, stuff like that. If they're saying this kid is picking up the offense that learn that well, and he's running the different routes in the route tree, then, you know, he's got the physical talents if they get him the ball to, to be a, an exciting player. There's no doubt about it. Everybody expects him to be a big red zone threat, and he may well end up, working out that way, but it wasn't what he did in college. They didn't use him as a red zone threat in college at all. Right. I understand that. I mean, listen, yeah, the, you, you like these, uh, the size-speed combo and all that. These are things you covet in, in, uh, in the NFL and in fantasy, obviously. But, George, what do you think? I mean, so Tyler Lockett got 70 targets last year. Baldwin wasn't there for a, lot, for a good portion of last year. How many... I want to know the uptick in targets you think that Lockett's going to get, and is there room for DK Metcalf if, he's the, if he wins out to be the wide receiver two on this team? Uh, how many targets could he get on this team that doesn't really pass the ball that much? They're more of a run-heavy you know, run team. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to be fair to judge DK Metcalf on this season anyway. Wide receivers can take longer to learn yeah. the offense, get the trust of the quarterback. It's not like a running back. So, uh, I mean, his targets may only be with 30 to 40 range, somewhere around there. They're not going to throw the ball as much as the Green Bay Packers. You know, the Seahawks seem to be want to play like the Dallas Cowboys do. You know, control the time of the clock, you know, run the ball, run the ball, win the game in the fourth quarter with the defense. I just don't know if they have defense to do that. And the Cowboys have to do that because of Dak Prescott. The Seahawks have Russell Wilson. It just destroys me over and over again. Use your best player and they won't do it. So I like I do like the DK makeup and his size as the intangibles, but I think he's a work in progress. You know, I like I do like Lockett and Jim is right that he's that he's gonna play the slot. Lockett's going to get up to 90 to 100 targets, I believe. And that will uh, increase his value somewhat, even if they don't throw the ball a ton. Still, he, that's, that's where the ball is going to. Every, every read is going to be Lockett first, right? It's going to be Lockett first, and then two, three, four. It's just going to be that way, so Lockett should have a ton of targets here. So maybe you're thinking 100 plus. I'm Around thinking 90 to 100. 90 to 100? I think 90 to 100 is fair, yeah. Yeah. So 90 to 100, I get it. You know, Lockett's gonna is the wide receiver one. You want to have a guy like that on your on your fantasy team uh, because of the targets, the volume. 
like I said, I just think he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three type player. Uh, DK Metcalf, on the other hand, will be the other one that could benefit. I don't see really uh, any other big-time fantasy options. Maybe David Moore is a sleeper. He had a pretty good year last year in the sh- in the short volume that he the small volume that he had. He only had fifty-something targets uh, and like I think a uh, l- little less than thirty receptions and had like five hundred something yards and six touchdowns. So did a, had it very efficient I, I, on uh, the short. Okay. Um, not to cut you off, but it was I'm not sure where you're getting these numbers. I I saw I got him down as four forty-five and five touchdowns. Just tell you right to find now. out where, where we're missing. Yeah, well, we'll come could, back for the break and we'll me. figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. It could be me. It could be me. It could be you. It's close. It's like five, six touchdowns, close to 500 yards receiving and a very small sample size, uh, which is good. But we'll talk more about the wide receivers. Then we'll get into Russell Wilson. We're talking Seattle Seahawks here on Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Tuesday. Jim Day, George Kurtz, the closer. Be right back. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your 
car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100.com. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome into Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. With the guys, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra, talking Seahawks football, and uh, the 12th man, the stadium, the 12th man. They do have that advantage always. But, as we said, we talked about the defense, we talked about... Running backs on this team and their fantasy impact. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, David Moore we were getting into as a sleeper. And Jim, you were correct. He had 445 yards receiving on 26 receptions and five touchdowns. Still pretty, still very good. Uh, One touchdown every five receptions. That's pretty hard to replicate. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, I I don't think that the guy is going to have enough volume to do do really anything in fantasy unless you're in a really deep league. Uh, but you know, just keep no, it. That, I, I don't, keep it in the I back of your mind. Yeah, I don't agree with that. He's going to be the number two starter opposite Lockett. Lockett's going to draw most of the defensive attention. Uh, I think you know Moore could be in, in in line here for a nice line. I'm not saying he's going to be a a wide receiver too, but he could easily fall into the wide receiver three range. I mean, it, that's the thing. It's a the volume, right? And I just don't. Well, it's a thing for all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this team in particular. You know, so the no, volume I meant all of there. their wide receivers. I meant. Yeah. I mean, do you, so do you like DK, obviously like DK Metcalf more though? No. No? I don't actually. You like David Moore? I think, I so think tell DK me. Metcalf will have a couple of big games where he makes a couple of big plays, and but I think David Moore is going to be the more steady, you know, receiver week in, week out. Okay. Because he's got the experience. Uh, DK and Metcalf's he's raw. He's number two right now. Metcalf is going to work his way into it, like George says. You know, he, he is raw. He, you know, that whether they talk him up and say all the right things, he still needs a lot of work. And we see rookie wide receivers all the time, and you know that have good have good seasons, but no matter what they do, it to the end numbers, they're very much up and down every all the way to that point. Right, right. Um, you know, like like Calvin Ridley, Ridley was yep. last year. Yeah. You know, Mike Williams was last year. They counted on those touchdowns, but, you know, it, it, that's what he's going to end up doing, and I'm just not thinking he's going to see anywhere near 10 touchdowns. Like Ridley did, right, or like Mike Williams or Tom did. Yeah. Williams did, right. I mean, those two receivers are great, and obviously we're looking for the breakout for those two this year, uh, which, you know, we'll get into that more as the season rolls along. Two of our, well, one of my biggest breakouts, obviously Mike Williams. I liked him last year. We all liked him last year. Uh, you know, and you have to pay a pretty hefty price this year for him. But I think it might I thought be worth he was it. a bum last year. I mean, he had those big games. He was a he was a best ball DFS play. You know, that's what he was. Ridley was actually, you know, he'd have break off three really good games in a row, and then you know disappear for a couple of weeks in a row, and then come back. Uh, but you know, that's the way it was, and that's what you're saying about rookies. And DK Metcalf isn't in situations like these guys are, were. 
Uh, you know, I think they're better receivers than DK Metcalf. And just to clarify uh, on the thing about DK Metcalf, like you say you think he's got good hands. You know, I'm looking at the NFL draft profile here, and one of the big weaknesses is suffered focus drops when working back to the ball, drop rate too high over the last two seasons. So that's just a note uh, from the NFL.com, NFL draft that, you know, yeah, I, he drops passes. They said it right. I, yeah, I think it's a focus issue, not a hands issue. Well, then they said drop I, rate too high over the last two seasons. Right, because he, he's, again, he's one of those guys that likes to try and run before he sees the ball all the yeah. way into his hands. So that he's can wrong. be corrected. Right. And that's right. He's wrong. So this is not the year to draft DK Metcalf, we're saying here. George, you're in agreement? I don't see myself drafting DK Metcalf. I mean, look, once again, you're in round 15. You want to throw mud against the wall, see if it sticks. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with you drafting anybody in round 15 or 16. Really. Those are rounds you take some shots anyway. If you're in a keeper or a dynasty league, that's a little different there. But I don't, you know, there's a reason this guy fell in the draft. Every team passed on him at least once, some teams twice. You know, it let you know there's something there they didn't like. Right. Now, that's not, that's not the end all to be all. We all know that the NFL draft science is far, far from perfect, and they miss on players all the time. But it should tell you something. And I agree with Jim. I don't think this is going to be his year. You know, I'd probably rather have more as well over him. That being said, I'm not looking to draft either one. It's not, it's not so much a knock on them also as it is on the system. As of right now, unless they change things, they are not looking to throw the ball a ton. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rather find a receiver, an equal receiver on another team, or even one slightly less that's going to throw the ball more. It just, you know, I want opportunities. I'm not so sure they're going to be there in Seattle. Right. So, what he's saying is basically, you'd rather have the wide receiver two on the Falcons, you know, than well, much rather have the wide receiver two on the Falcons than the wide receiver two on the Seahawks. But maybe even more than the wide receiver one. You never, you, you know, based on volume, you never know. I mean, you, you got to pass yeah, half the team. but you also never know, right, you, you also never know if the volume is going to stay the same from year to year. You know, you talk, You guys mentioned it earlier that the defense isn't the same. They're trying to bolster it back up, but that takes time. And, you know, if they get in games and the defense isn't holding the tight game, then you can't stick to that running uh, theory. Script, yeah. you, you need to start throwing the ball out. You, you need to get it out there and start trying to catch up, and that's what Russell Wilson does best. So, you know, to think that Russell Wilson's only going to throw the ball another 427 times this year with that defense not being as good as we like and a couple of key people gone, I, I think he ends up having to throw more than that. How much more than that is absolutely the issue. Right, and that's a great point, I think, by Jim Day. Good job. I mean, listen— if they're down in games, that defense isn't very, you know, if it's not very good, they're, they're down in a lot of games and they try to pound the rock. doesn't work. They're behind, you know, 17 to 3 coming up to halftime. You think they're going to start throwing the ball a little more here. And listen, I mean, they're still going to be a run-heavy team when it's all said and done at the end of the season. But game script obviously plays a part in a week-to-week basis of what the team will do. Uh, so I get that. But their philosophy is run the ball. Now, let's talk about Russell Wilson, who last year ended as QB 10 in 2018. QB 10, so he was still QB 1, even though he only, like Jim pointed out, 427 pass attempts. Not very much at all. Um, and this year he comes in, according to NFFC's ADP, at QB 9. So, George, you had something to say about Russell Wilson. He isn't even really one of your QB 1s anymore, you were saying, really. Or at the back end, at least. Uh, why is that? Because I, I still think, you know, he's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns. And I think that might be his saving grace and also run the ball more than the majority of the quarterbacks. 
Well, yeah, he'll run more than a majority, but not as much as he can. They, they try and protect him. They don't want him running free will all over the place because they don't want him getting hurt. Now, I, listen, I have him as a quarterback one. I have him at number 10. Okay. You know, I, that's where I have him there. Uh, and once again, if, if, you're gonna, if you want to debate this, it's fine. What quarterback should I take out? Which quarterback does he deserve to be above? Mahomes, Watson, A-Rod, Ryan, Luck, Wentz, Mayfield, Ben, and Cam Newton are the ones I have above him. So who am I taking out? I would take out Ben. <clears throat> Ben throws the ball 9,000 times. You're not going to take out. But he's also, I mean, just, last year he was so great. Last year he was fantastic. But if you look at his body and his career, a lot of times he's just very inconsistent from week to week. Uh, and just, I, I don't trust him to be a QB1 for me. I, I mean, that's just me. That's my personal opinion. I've seen Ben play for a long time. Obviously, we all have. Last year was a fantastic season. I don't think he duplicates that. I think there's a lot of regression coming for him in his twilight of his career here. You know what I mean? So I would put Russell Wilson ahead of him. Also, the fact that Russell Wilson could run. That adds a lot for me. Being able to run the ball in fantasy, especially a guy like Russell Wilson who's so efficient anyway with throwing the ball. Yes, he won't have as many attempts as Ben, but I think he'll be, you know, on a week-to-week basis, he'll have um, a higher floor. I I think a significantly higher floor. That's just my opinion. What do you think about that, Jim? Well, I I think that's a rough thing to say. Um, Look, I I love Russell Wilson. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, no doubt. Uh, He's just one of the smartest guys. And, you know, they gave him all the crap for being short when he came in. And (laughs) he showed him it absolutely means nothing. Uh, But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm taking Ben over him just for the fact that while I don't think Ben throws 670 times this year, (laughs) I still think he's going to have to throw a lot. um, And that's going to work in his favor. Russell Wilson, I'll be honest, I actually have Russell Wilson outside of the top 12 this year for the first time ever. And that's just because there's an influx of so many good quarterbacks that are on pass-happy teams. (laughs) You know, they're going to want to throw the ball. They're going to be out there trying to throw the ball. Well, Russell Russell is back there trying not to throw the ball. And Mm. I have to think there's some kind of regression between him and Lockett because, let's face it, we heard all offseason how when he passed the locket, he had a perfect quarterback rating between the two of them. and It's hard to replicate something like that, so I don't see it happening that well again. I still like Lockett, but I just there has to be some regression there based on that um, amount of efficiency he showed last year. Can't do that again. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, he had a 60, uh, around the 66% completion percentage, which is very good, but it's not like, you know, through the roof. Um, only, couldn't even crack 3,500 passing yards. That's because of the attempts. The, now, 2017, he had 553 attempts. 2016, he had 546. Like, I, I'm going to expect more of a regression to the mean, meaning 427 going closer to 480. So I, I don't expect it to be this low again. These, this is the lowest since 2013 for him when he was, you know, his second-year quarterback. Uh, you know, the last four years before last year, he's had 450-plus. Uh, and like you said, if the defense isn't very good, he's going to have to throw the ball. So I still, I still think Russell Wilson is a quality QB1. Uh, and I'd put him ahead of Ben because, listen, Ben had 675 attempts last year. That's absurd. That's not happening again. I mean, listen, they have four running backs on that roster now. Yes, they don't have a Le- they don't have Le'Veon Bell, but they have Connor who played fantastic last year. They have Benny Snell. They have uh, what's his name, Jalen Samuel. So you have three possibly quality running backs that you could interchangeably keep using, and they have a great offensive line as well. I, I think they'll 
they'll come more down to earth, I think. It'll be more closer to even than the absurdity of 675 pass attempts last year. That's a ton. Uh, I don't think Ben, uh, at his age, I don't know if he's going to be doing that anymore. But a great season for Ben. I'll give a shout-out to Ben for that. Uh, but, yeah, Russell Wilson, I mean, I have him at QB8 right now, Russell Wilson. I like him as a back-end QB1. I have no problems to he's safe. You know, if you want to talk about safe, he's pretty safe in the sense that, you know, he's going to be efficient. I mean, yeah, he had some down games because the attempts are low, but I think that goes closer to, like I said, 480-500, not 427, which is really low. Uh, that, you know, that, that's not going to be the same. Otherwise, any other sleepers here? I mean, we didn't get to tight end yet. That's a whole other mishmash. You know, uh, you got Nick Vanette, you got Will Disley. A lot of people like Disley this year. Um, Ed Dixon, who showed flashes at times. Uh, uh, seasons Dick, pass. <laughs> Dixon, wait, look, Dixon and Vanette, they had to use them when they used them because they had nobody else. Everybody else went down. Very pedestrian tight ends. Better blockers than receivers. Right. Disley is the guy they want to get there, but he's still coming back from the injury. But they did get Jacob Hollister, who, while not a great blocker, is probably one of the better receiving tight ends. Well, actually, might be the best receiving tight end they have. On the roster. He's a very good receiver. Uh, good hands, you know, can make good plays. He runs decent routes. Uh, so, But it, they really want Disley to get there because he's the most well-rounded, but he's still fighting back from injury. So it'll be a tough call. Yeah. Absolutely. So Disley, not anybody you really want on on your fantasy team. Anyone, any of these yeah. guys, unless one of them really steps up and takes control. Right. Uh, you're just saying keep an eye on Disley. Keep an eye on Hollister on the waiver wire. Like if you're playing a 12 right, exactly. team, yeah. Keep your eye on it on the watch list. George, you have any last words before we end the program here? When in doubt, stay away from Seahawks. <laughs> stay away from Seahawks, except the running backs. I do like the running backs, and I do think Penny will be the wide receiver too on that team. I think he's going to have a ton of receptions this year. I'm all in on Penny. There you have it. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Tuesday for Jim Day. George Kurtz, thanks to the pit downstairs. Your boy, the closer. Chris Venture, we are out. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. 
when you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible, but since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up, and the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. The morning after. Vegas like a mini LA now, except more dangerous. Like Vegas is an incredibly violent town. Like that. They don't put that in the TV commercials. You know, they, yeah. they, they're not telling you, oh, yeah, yeah, you might get abducted and, like, uh, brutally assaulted or, uh, like, yeah, or groped in a hotel room and drugged. Nope. Someone might steal your kidney and dump you off in the desert, but hey. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL. NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. This is a team, uh, I don't understand Seattle. You have a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. We've seen what he can do. You know, I go back to the Cowboy game last year, the playoff game. They kept running into a brick wall over and over again. Right? And that game looked like it was, you know, Cowboys dominated. It was all over. And then, second half, they let Russell Wilson do his thing. All of a sudden, the Seahawks are moving the ball up and down the field, and they look like the Seahawks. I don't. I, listen, I understand you, know, you don't want Russell Wilson running around for his life. You mentioned the pass blocking's poor. You don't want to get him killed. But he's your, your player. He's your playmaker. Why aren't you building around him? Yeah. DK Metcalf, he fell to them because you know everybody passed on him what twice, and you know, he was falling in the draft like an anchor. You know they didn't they didn't target him. They he fell to them so they took him because they thought the value was there. They didn't upgrade tight end. I like Tyler Lockett, but he's not an NFL anywhere near an NFL wide receiver one. I just don't understand why aren't you building around Russell Wilson, your superstar? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't understand the. I feel like they haven't addressed the O line in 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 a while. Uh, Jim, how do you feel? Like I feel like they just haven't gotten. They haven't upgraded this O line in two or three years. Well, they did get Mike Ayupati. They did draft uh, you know Phil Hayes in the fourth round this year. Haynes, Haynes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, nothing great. I'm with George. Uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised they're not trying to build it up and and build a team around Russell. It doesn't seem like they're doing that, but. You know, meanwhile, his team just continues to score. The amazing thing to me is they were 18th in total offense last year. They were 32nd in pass attempts, and they ended up 6th in offensive touchdowns with 50. (laughs) You just can't write that stuff. It it just, you can't make it up. Big plays, and they ran the ball a ton, right? Yep. And that's pretty much They were 2nd in the league in rush attempts. Yeah, so, you know... That's probably the same thing they're going to do this year. I mean, I get it. That's what Pete Carroll likes to do. Uh, you know, he wants to pound the rock, hold possession, play defense. That's why, you know, in the draft this year, I mean, he drafted a lot of defensive players. Collier in the first round. Marcus Blair in the second round, the safety from Utah. Cody Barton in the third. So, you know, he wants to build that defense back up again. 
Uh, I get it. But, you know, you got to address the offensive line a little bit and give him. I get DK Metcalf, give him a little more weapons, but tight end is a, is a black hole right now. I mean, like, there's just not enough around him to bring this team to where they want to go. Uh, in fantasy terms, though, Russell Wilson's still top 10 quarterback, obviously. But let's talk about fantasy and let's start with the running backs because this is where, uh, you know, I feel like you get a lot of fantasy impact because of the volume, right? They run the ball a ton. That's the type of team they are. And Chris, Chris Carson last year finished the season as RB18. So he's an RB2. Uh, a very nice season. So shout out to Chris Carson, which I did, who I didn't believe in last year. I'll admit that. This year, he comes into the season, according to NFFC, ADP, RB28. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. 